0: to say hallelujah in the house of God. Well, my goodness, that's my girl. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Bishop, and thank you for all of you serving and practicing and doing all of that. What a joy. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Lift your hands. God, we love you. Put your best hand clap together for Bishop Hooks.
1: won't you? Well, the Lord bless you. Thank you, dear. The Lord is wonderful, isn't he? I said he's wonderful, right? There is no one like him at all. Can't even compare him. I mean, how would you even start? Do something real quickly. I want you to grab each other by the hand. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the prophetic all week long. These few days, they've been building up for this weekend. And um, you have been so pleased with the staff of ministry. You've been so pleased with everything that you're doing. Um, it, It pleases you, and that's why we get the benefit from it. Thank you for the pastors who are just amazing. This church really do carry the spirit of of your pastors that you've placed here. So we honor them tonight. We give great honor to the ministry and what you're doing here. I ask that you bless them beyond anything they ever thought possible. Give us the ability to hear you tonight. If they hear me, it's not much. If they hear you, their life will change forever. In Jesus' name, and everybody say Amen. 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 Hug somebody, tell them I love you no matter how mean you are. Give me some monitor. I need some monitor. Okay, praise God. Praise God. I'm glad that everybody's here. I'm so proud of Anna and the group. We were here last night for quite a while. We were here until about midnight trying to learn this song, and they're troopers. We had a great time last night. Every word has been amazing. Give these prophets and pastors a great big God bless you. Amazing. Come on, give them a real God bless you. I'm, I'm always surprised at how God does things, how he works things it really is quite uh, it's quite amazing to me to watch God orchestrate things cuz I mean he uses things that just you would never even think of using you know i mean who would have ever thought of him spitting in the mud and putting it on somebody's eyes you know i mean come on i mean what he uses it just it blows me away how he picks things that you and i would never ever pick we would never even license them we would never even approve them um, but he does it because it pleases him. Um, he's not trying to impress nobody in terms of perform for you. Um, he's doing what he's doing because it actually pleases him. Will you say that? It pleases him. And it's really important, I believe, in particularly in this age, that we understand the principle of a God that is pleased to heal, to deliver, to set free. God will bring people in your life that's so messed up, sometimes we're so frustrated with them because it seems like their heart is hit. You know I mean? Their, their heart, you know, they got a hard head and they just won't do anything that you tell them to do or you counsel them to do and you just get frustrated. You've got to be real careful with that because a lot of times what God does, he exposes where your heart is when he brings somebody to you that frustrates you. Frustration is very necessary. Frustration is usually the indication that God wants to bring transformation in us, stretch us, challenge us. It's never been the will of God for us to be anemics uh, in the body of Christ, and this shallow, this shallow relationship, and you know it's never been His will. So you can feel real strong, and I know some of you that have been here all week, or, or these last few nights, that you can feel strongly that God is really challenging you to move, to really move toward the things of God, His attitude about things, what He uses, and who He uses. I was uh, in, I was in Palm Springs one time, and, and let me just say this, and we go right to the word. I was in Palm Springs. And while I was in Palm Springs, I just got in from North Carolina Traveled several days to start the meeting, and something happened to our car. The the, um, alterator, the alterator went out, and I mean, it was just crazy. It was really nuts. And somebody had given me a van, so I'm pulling the van with my car. And um, so I'm, come on, Jesus. I'm glad to get the van. But there's some issues. So we got there um, on a Sunday night. It started, and because of the... Because of what happened with the alternator, we were late. We got there about nine thirty, something like that. And uh, they were they were absolutely because back then there was no I didn't have a cell phone. This is back in the eighties, maybe seventy nine when I had a fro. So uh, <laughs> don't look at me like that. Some of y'all used to have one too. We won't let me not, let me leave that alone. So anyway, uh, so we get to the church. It's about nine fifteen, nine thirty. And um, I remember the excitement. It was so really it was really precious to see how that they were excited. So we get to the church the, the services you know they had ended service, and we were stopping every so many you know an hour or so let them know where we were and on and on and on. It was just a mess. We thought it was a mess, and we get them to services over, and uh, interesting. We walk in, and they're so glad that the evangelists here, they don't know me, they've never seen me, but they were just, they didn't care who it was. They just knew that we we're going to be in a revival. Back then, there were revivals, you know. They didn't have praise and worship, they had song service and testimony service, giving honor to God, superintendent, elder, deacon, missionary, and evangelist. <laughs> praise the Lord God, hallelujah. So it was different, totally different than what it is today. But what was interesting is that I had no idea what I was walking into, that God had set some things up. Even in that tardiness, he had set some things up. So we walk in the service, and they, they, they want to have church all over again. So it was 930. They start church all over again. That's crazy, right? They start church all over again. A gentleman that was there, he was, um, he was a part of a KKK group. He didn't have no idea that I was colored. He had no idea. I mean, he, he just didn't have no idea. And so he sees the evangelist come in, and, man, he's just, like, really tripping, multimillionaire. But he just, you know, he's a Christian. You know, that's his claim. That's his testimony. Um, and it's not the first time that we see bigots. We see them in the Bible. Peter Peter had to deal with his bigotry as well. Um, you know, anytime somebody tell you my best friend is black, uh, you, know, I mean, you know, I'm not impressed. How black is he? I'm sorry. He, he, the idea is understanding that God was setting something up so he wouldn't shake my hand, he wouldn't hug my neck after service, an incredible service great miracles, preached oh it was just amazing Um, interesting enough the week went on had some powerful services just some amazing, amazing services and he came and I don't know why he came because he dissed me every time he came wouldn't shake my hand, walk all the way around me people would be in the front greeting me and how are you doing and all of that kind of stuff and I was, it was just, you know, newlywed, just gotten married. And, and so everybody was so excited for our marriage, and we we're out on the field full time. And he wouldn't say a word. Well, we were there for two weeks. At least we were supposed to be there for two weeks. It ended up being like four weeks. The second week, he's sitting in the back, and he stands up, and he's trying to rush to get out of the building. Didn't know what was going on. And he fell dead right there right on the spot he fell dead i mean i don't mean he fell asleep that's what some of us do he fell dead i mean like totally out eyes open mouth open and his body was going through what's making all these weird movements and people are you know obviously very panicked and a little scary and um, and i just looked at him i didn't really hear god say do anything i just looked i didn't rush back there i'm not one of those that would just rush after stuff i want to hear god about it so i just waited and I waited and people was around him. So I walked back there real slowly. And the pastor, and the pastors, um, wanted me to pray for him and everything. But I just didn't, um, I, didn't feel, I didn't feel God wanted me to pray for him at the moment. They wanted me to pray for him. And so a few minutes went by. Am I boring you? i get to the message in a minute. A few, a few, a few minutes go by. And so I kneeled down and I put my black hands on his white chest. chocolate everywhere. <laughs> and I start declaring life in this man. This is a true story. This is, um, this is not some exaggerated evangelist, evangelistic story. This is a true story. And begin to pray and command. His eyes is wide open. There's no breath in his body whatsoever. And begin to pray and to command death to leave him. Command death to leave him. While we were praying and commanding it, he coughs and sets up. And he looks around, and I am the first person he sees. <laughs> Sometime God will go to the extreme to get some junk out of us. You want to smile, please? Said, I, I, he ain't got to kill me. I, I repent of my bigotry right now, Jesus. This <laughs> Lord. Uh-huh. I want you to understand the point. God is too love. He, is too, he loves us too much, he's too in love with us to leave us stupid and without impact. He, he's too in love with us for us to just be busy and not have a real impact. He, he loves us, I mean it's his church, it's not yours, it's his. So we can pick the silliest things and God has a way of aligning things. He started crying and grabbed me and started kissing me all over my face. Just kissing me everywhere. I was trying to get him not to kiss my lips, but he got those too. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. He fell in love with me. It's just a shame that he had to die to do so. I promise you, he didn't pick that experience. To his surprise, God was digging for something much deeper. Because we use our environment and our conditioning to basically excuse ourselves. We'll say, well, you know, I was from the South, and you know, in the South, or I was from the North, you know, in the North. You know, I was from a black family, and I was from a white family, not in the kingdom. That stuff does not work. What God does, he introduces you to something that transcends everything that culturally you have learned. And the conditioning begins to bow. It's not just that every name is going to bow and everything is going to bow. Every condition will bow to that name. And God will get glory. I'm telling you right now, some of you don't realize it. He's picking some very strange things to help you identify some things that he is going to change. I promise you, he is committed to bringing us change. Totally totally committed. Excuse me. <clears throat> and when I say that, I'm not saying that to say to you that we have power over it. And it is our choice. I'm telling you, he's not asking you for permission. He's after the real us. Give somebody a high five and say, praise God. Uh, tell the person behind you, he's talking to you too. Go on and tell him. He <laughs> and, then, and then tell him, don't die on me. Don't die on me. Don't, don't die on me. So I want to talk to you about something tonight along with this story I'm not gonna be before you very long but I heard the Lord say something to me this week every message God has been speaking to my heart every message every message I've been hearing the Lord speak directly to me I don't know if you've been um, experiencing that but every message Um, pastor Shannon preached this morning it was an amazing amazing word this morning if you were here How many of you know it's amazing? And these other men of God as well. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous work. So I'm going to give you two things. You ready? Get your Bible. Two things. Very important. Very important. I'm so excited. I don't know what to do. I'll preach it, man. Just Just hang in there with me. In the book of Matthew, there are some pretty cool things that i want us to look at well let me go to luke or to mark first let's go to the book of mark first okay the eighth chapter of mark hallelujah how many of y'all been enjoying this week it's been it's been amazing right so mark the eighth chapter i want us to look at some things the eighth chapter of mark i to look at a few passages here real quickly Let's start reading in the 27th verse. And Jesus went out along with his disciples to the villages, Caesarea, Philippi. And on the way, he questioned his disciples, listen to this, saying to them, he's going to question them, who do people say that I am? And they told him, they're going to tell him what they're saying. They're saying John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And others, one of the prophets. And he continued by questioning them. And he says to them, but who do you say say that I am? Peter answered. We can depend on Peter. Peter answered. And said to him, thou art the Christ. And he warned them. Jesus did. Tell no one about this. The identity is correct, but don't tell anybody. Don't say a word. 31 says, and he began to teach them that the son of man, watch this word because I want us to underline a word in this story. The son of man must suffer many things. The son of man what? Must, not option. He must suffer many things. Many things and be rejected by the elders. He's going to tell you what's going to happen. Rejection by the elders. The chief priest and the scribes. OK, the elders, chief priests, you're dealing with government, you're dealing with the priests and you're dealing with the scribes. These are the people that knew the law. They were able to weigh things. It would be similar to the Supreme Court. He said, I'm going to be rejected by the entire system. This is amazing. Then he says, but along with this rejection, and I'm going to be killed. And after three days, rise again. And he was stating the matter plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. How do you rebuke God? Whatever he felt for Jesus, when Jesus began to talk plainly about what was going to happen, and he uses this word, this must happen. There are some things that belong to you that is a must And if you're not careful, you'll let people that really care for you talk you out of your must. You'd be surprised how many of us right now are jacked up because you let somebody talk you out of your must. It became optional to you. The word must is an interesting word. You see it in Corinthians when he's talking about the folks in the church that are weak. And he says it like this. He said, listen, and Paul is talking. He said, here's the gig. The gig is you must have those that are weak. You need them. In the Greek it is, it is a necessity. They're necessary. So that that which is real, strong, discerning, and mature would manifest. It's very important. Some of us are picking our must instead of relying on the must that God has attached to your life. The must is not a joke. Like, you all want to build this church, and it's going to be large, and you're going to impact your state. But there are some things you must do. If Jesus has a must, and Paul had a must, y'all have a must. There's no getting out of that. And although some of us are not really comfortable, like there's something God is trying to, he's really trying to change because of what is coming. And we're slow, we're slow, we're slow to really allow God's word. We're really slow to let God really deal with us. You don't understand. You're holding things up. Because there is a must on everybody. Can you imagine the disciples? Come on, Jesus is their hero. I mean, Jesus is everything. They've seen Jesus walk on the water. I mean, they've seen some some pretty amazing things with Jesus, right? And then Jesus is going to tell them, and it had to blow their mind, and he says to them, hey, guys, the priests, I'm telling you right now, they're they're going to reject me. All of them are going to reject me. The priest is going to reject me all the way down to the scribes, they're going to totally reject me. Listen to what he says. But he says, this thing must happen. You want to reach Alaska? You're not going to reach it because that there's a duality. You're not going to reach it because you learn to speak in tongues and fall out and all of a sudden now, you have a master degree in speaking in tongues. You can discern it. You're more anointed than the pastor. You have a call greater than the pastor. That's not how it works. You must align with order you must align that must is not erased from what God is doing I don't care how much God uses you I don't care listen I don't care if you've seen 20 angels yesterday it makes me no different if you run around this place it doesn't matter if you jump like a kangaroo there is a must in the church for a specific order there's a must we don't get out of it there is a, everybody say a must look at somebody and say you got a must mm-hmm now, why is this significant? Because if you study scripture, you find this word again and again and again. I must go through Samaria. It's not an option. I must do this. With Nicodemus, you must be born again. You, don't, you can't just enter in because you got some degree. You've got to be born again. You know, some people, they're trying to understand God before they accept him. That's not how it works in the kingdom. You must be born again. Then you'll have a perception of the kingdom. It's not the opposite where you can walk around and be proud within yourself that there's a few verses that you've learned. That's not how it works. You must be born again. And over and over, you see the must throughout Scripture. I must go through Samaria. It's not a question. It's not an option. It is necessary. And in that must, there would be something or someone that would be sitting by this well. She was not coming in at the time in which everybody was coming in. She was trying to avoid folks because she had a reputation she been married five times mm. Mm. and the man she was wit with hers mm. but Jesus had to get there he knew that there would be this woman that would be terribly confused you look at Nicodemus and God talks to him about salvation you look at this woman that was jacked up her whole life totally messed up and God talks to her about worship Nicodemus, this guy is setting in a place where he can be the next high priest. Completely, when I say this, fitted for it. Nicodemus was an amazing man. Education fitted him well. They looked up to him, but he came to Jesus by night. But then the woman that some of us would call a hoe, and I'm not talking about Santa Claus, ho ho ho, I mean ho, we would not respect her because she has a reputation. And in her reputation, she went from man to man to man to man. And Jesus, oh, no, I got to get to her. I must get to her. Like some of you, you don't understand the power and the anointing of your must. You're trying to qualify people for God based on their history. You're trying to use what they didn't go through to qualify them for what God wants to give them. So God has to take you through things to break you down. To get you to a place to where you're merciful and you're tender and you're loving and you're caring and you're embracing people. You don't have bigotries and prejudice. You're you're not looking for everybody that acts like you and talk like you. But I like her because her and I got the same shoe. Oh, girl, her feet is the same size as mine. And I love her because she gets her hair done in the same place. I love that's my friend. That's my friend. Well, what about the folks that got a feet bigger than yours? What about those that don't go to the same place? Why do we qualify people that it's the same race, the same color? They believe everything exactly the same. Jesus didn't go to her because she believed everything Jesus believed. He went to her because he must. Some of us are missing opportunities because to you, you don't understand the power of your must. You don't get it. You think it's an option to touch people. It's an option. To minister to people it's an option. Just pick the ones you trust. I remember I was in service one time. This guy walks in, big old guy, about 6'4". Big, big, big. He's a black guy. Huge. That means he was colored. He's a big old guy. And he walks in. And he walks in the back. And he sits in the back. Now, I'm visiting the church. Now, you know, I'm crazy. I'm pretty crazy. So, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, you know I'm, I've got to preach that Sunday morning. He walks in the back. He sits down. I notice others around him gets up and start looking for another place tattoos everywhere i mean he is completely he's brought fear he's big he's rough looking he looks rugged look like he can break you off like a straw and he's sitting in the back and some of the saints that just got through singing he's all right he's all right he's the ones that just got through dancing and falling out and spitting those had no faith to believe god to set him free so they get up and they exit they go mm -mm, grab your purse we gotta go grab you know You know, some of y'all got that purse thing. Some of you can't even get prayed for. You got your purse right next to you. Mm. You They fall out with the purse. You know it's the truth. You act like it's your child. Oh, like you caught a pass. Boom. They were tripping, man. They get up and they start scattering. I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm going like, what in the world? Then it dawned on me that God brought me there for him. It was God because church people, listen, read my black lips, there's a prejudice with us and we can't even identify it until you go through some stuff called a must. You got to let God detach you from conditionings and foolishness so you can see people the way God sees them. And you're not trying to reach them because they're convenient and they're the same color and they came from the same background. No, not one of us came from the background of God. God is the one that decided to save us, like we all that. We wouldn't all that. That means that. God chose to save us regardless of where we was. It was a must. If He loved us, it was a must that He showed up. So He didn't just so love the world that He stayed in heaven and said, "Look at them. They're going to hell." Look at that. Look at them. They're going to hell. Too bad. Go to hell. There was a must. There was a must in his heart. I've got to save them. I've got to deliver. I've got to redeem them. I have to bring them back to me. And so God himself wrapped himself in human flesh. He put on a human suit and came down to visit us, to be with us. Yes. So he can teach you how real sons act, how real sons respond, because we don't know. We think we know, but we don't really know. That's why his life should have such value to us because he's going to teach you how to treat the woman that's been married five times. He's going to teach you how to love the folks that are not very lovable. He's going to teach you how to be delivered from bigotry and foolishness, and even when it comes to churches. But you know, our church is better than their church. Our church is better. Our church is on fire. What are you talking about? Does that mean God don't love them? Does it mean that God doesn't have a plan for them? Does it mean that God hasn't called you to intercede for some of these dead, dry churches? Because y'all know you came from one of those dead, dry churches. We've seen your tombstone. God resurrected you. You ain't got no credit. You ain't got nothing to boast about. Your boast got to be in God. God brought you out of that. Only God brought you out. Going to church and no change, no challenge. And some people are comfortable going to church with no change and no, ch- and no challenge. They're comfortable with coming to church and leaving exactly the way they come. Then all of a sudden there's a fire that starts in you. And you realize that there's something more to God than what you experience. experienced. So you're willing to leave it all. So there's some must. There's a must. Some of you that's dealing with in-laws and outlaws and any other law. God's dealing with you how to deal with that. So he's dealing with the must in you. There's things you are ordained and called to suffer through. Got quiet. And Some of you look at Not another one of those sermons. Good grief, buddy Bob. There are things we are ordained to suffer through. If it took it for Paul, it's going to take it for y'all. We're not going to skip over this. We're ordained to suffer through some things, to carry some things, to bear each other's burden. We're ordained to forgive each other. It's a must. It's not an option. Like people get in church and they get upset about something, get irritated about something, and you can tell when they're setting in self approval because all of a sudden they was whistle- jumping like everybody. You know, you know how Pastor jumps. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you know he, he. All of the other young men, they do the same thing. I saw. I saw him yesterday. I saw him doing the temptation. I saw it. They were dancing, man. They. Listen, it touches my heart so much. It's just, I, I weep sometimes watching you all worship. It is so amazing. So, it's just strange. Stop and think, right? Everybody say stop and think. Don't say, look, everybody say, I say stop and think. God begins to revolutionize the way you're thinking. And he begins to take your attention to some things that must change. So, with all your praise and jumping, feeling good. And now, when you go home, all hell break through. You're going the devil you've seen people do that oh we have a great service and now as soon as i get home they're all hell breaking no 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 god wants you to go home and treat people right yeah. oh, that that jumping stuff ain't going y'all got quiet look at you said i don't like him i just don't i don't like him and i ain't prejudiced either i just don't like him black or not some of us are like really tripping because you, want, you think that God wants you to worship in church and jump and fall out and then go home and be mean as the devil. Some, some people are so mean, the devil's taking notes. Damn. He's got a camcorder looking at everything because he's got to teach his troops. You know, stop and think about it. You know it's the truth. Some of, some of us, don't get mad at me. We'll fall out in church, fall straight out. Boom, pat, boom. These four ushers <laughs> running around trying to catch you with their club. <laughs> then you have the audacity to get up from the experience with God and be straight up mean. Your children don't even like when you come home. They're going, like, Daddy's coming home. Oh, why? Because we're trying our best to put the must behind us. You must be a great father. You must be a great husband. You must be a great member. You must agree in the spirit. You must take the word of God and esteem it above your opinions. That's a must. If you're going to get the activity of Christ in your life, then there is a must. You must humble yourself. Said, if you don't, if I have to humble you, I'll, I'll embarrass you in the process. But if you humble yourself, I'll exalt you. God deals with us about the must. That's why it was so interesting when he started talking about, I've got to go through Samaria. And here's this woman. Her life is completely wrecked. Everybody knows. You know how we are. Everybody in unseated on TV. They didn't have TV, but you get it. Everybody got her news. They have her news. Here she come again. What husband is this? Husband number four. Girl, I'm just saying, watch around your hubby. Watch her. You got to be careful about your hubby, hubby. Mm. And some of you have that too. It's just the same thing. You just kind of your husband sees somebody, and you just look at him. Mm. And you get in the car, and you're completely silent. Well, honey, would you like something to eat? <laughs> Baby, you want to go to a movie? Baby, do you want to, let me get you some, honey, is something wrong? Mm -hmm. Well, sweetie, did I do something? Now watch the eyes. So he's trying to break it down so he can get your attention. But you're so insecure. So insecure. You think, you, think, you think he thinks about you the way you think about it. You just stand in the mirror. I'm so fat. I'm so black. I'm so ugly. I just, my hair, I'm so white. I'm so ashy. Why don't God just chop it oh. off? I want new lips and new hips. God has to teach you that He must reveal His love for you in order for you to love yourself correctly. And some of us don't like going through that. Some of you have been married, umpteen years. We don't even know how you had a child. You so jacked up. I don't know where that came from. Did you tell me to say that? You told me to say that, didn't you? Oh, was that Pastor Josh? No, no, no. It's the doctor. The doctor. The doctor with the PhD. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> We're scratching our head and wonder how are you keep popping out these babies? It's so number 10. Hello. And y'all can't stand each other. It's a mystery to us. And so God begins to isolate you, bring you into a setting like this so you can have examples of what it means to love your wife and love your husband and to love your children. And stop letting every little thing get to you because some of us use every little thing. You just wake up and say... Don't be talking to me like that. You just said, good morning. You better change your tone. I got my razor blade in Vaseline. Don't fool with me. Want to go hood on your own husband. We're a trip, man. And then come to church in worship as though God's not going to deal with that must. The knife is coming, baby. Because it must come. The revelation is coming because it must come. The love is already established, but there's some things some of you going through right now, and it is a must that you deal with it, not that you ignore it and treat it as though it's not important. God is saying very plainly, "I must prepare you for where I'm taking you." Nicodemus, you can know all of the theology you want to, but homeboy, if you're not born again, you must be born again. You're lost, and if you're lost, then you're going to read my black lips. I know they don't talk about this much. You're going straight to hell with all of your degrees. You must be born again. So you can't deal with this new modern day religion that everybody's, it's not a big deal. Everybody, you know, just as long as you talk to the man upstairs, whoever that is, there's a higher power. But well, there's higher powers in the, at the White House. What does that got to do with God? Don't start treating God like he's some higher power. We we have changed our vernacular and our vocabulary when it comes to God. though no, we're almost ashamed to say I'm saved. Where's my hat? I mean, y- 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 you got you got you you, you 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 gotta be a thug for Jesus. <laughs> Hello. You you can't be walking around like you're scared to tell somebody about Jesus. They're, they're, blowing, they're, they're blowing weed right in your face. How are you? And you're, you're dealing with that. You're tolerating that. And you won't tell them about Jesus. You and your smoke need to be delivered. You must have. You must have a boldness. In Acts, the fourth chapter, he prayed and said, oh, God, grant unto us boldness. That we might declare your word and then give us signs and wonders, manifest your power. There is a must that is upon the church. And as long as we play the game of just being churchy and not really dealing with the must. God, I must be like you. I must think like you. I must act like you. I must love like you. I must forgive like you. I must give like you. I must embrace people like you. I must obey God like you. Jesus is the definition of what the must in the church should be. When pressure comes, all hell break loose, he's not looking for a way out. He said, Father, look, if you can remove this bitter cup, do it. But don't worry about anything because if not so... I'll still sup of it. It's still mine. I know it's mine. If it's mine, it's mine. There was something he must go through. We have to stop and wonder right now why things are going on in some of our families and relationships. What is the must that you're ignoring? What is it that you dismiss that you won't do because you don't feel like you must do it? And yet, without you doing it, there's no change. There's no transformation. There's no yokes destroyed. There's nothing going to change in your family. Nothing's going to change in your finances. Nothing's going to change in your mind. We must lay before God and surrender. We must say, God, not not my will but thy will this is why when they told him when they when Jesus told his disciples says listen I must I must be rejected I have to it's not an option I must be rejected they have found me guilty although I'm guiltless they have found fault although I'm faultless I must be rejected. Without the rejection, we would never be saved. Without the rejection, they hated him so much, they hated every breath that he breathed. His very words insulted them. They didn't just hate Jesus, they hated him to death but he was willing to go through it because in this a whole world would be able to be saved all of a sudden the heart of the father now is revealed in a man that says i must if you're wondering why revelation is not coming it's because you're ignoring your must if you're wondering why certain things in your family keeps going on over and over you're ignoring the must if you're wondering why there's frictions and frag- and fragmentations in your life and in relationships you won't settle down and say God what must I do to reach them what must I do to touch them what must I do to turn them what must I do to pray with them what must I do to invite them break down the walls so I can operate in my will. shout right now I dare you to shout oh no you must shout right now there was a must for Pastor Robert to be stuck It's a must. Come from Hawaii. He loves God and loves people. Almost died. It was a must for this man to go through what he went through. He wouldn't be who he is had he not went through it. He's living in the power of his must. Anytime you have a must, understand this. Jesus said it very plain. I'm going to die, but on the third day. Oh, it looks horrible, but on the third day. I wish somebody stand up and dance right now. just... I, y'all ain't do I dare somebody to get up and just dance right now go on, go on and do Pastor Daniel dance just get up and Everybody say the third day shout out and say the third day Yeah, I must go in that tomb, but on the third day I'm getting up. Oh, there's no resurrection without a death. I'm getting up When I heard, when I heard Pastor Mike and and First Lady Michelle, (laughs) when I heard their testimony, it tripped me out. But there was a must. When I look at one of the most amazing young couples who I love very much, I weep over them. I love them so much. There's something in my heart that just messes me up. But there was a must. He needed that daddy, that mama. No one else would have ever sufficed and led him correctly. She needed to leave Maui. There was a must. She cried out to God for the must, not to escape, because some of us, we use church for escapism. I'm going to church, and I'm going to pray long enough so I can not have to go through it. What are you talking about, Cletus? There's a must attached to you. There's a must attached. Sister Karen, there's a must attached to her going through all the stuff she's had to battle through over these years physically but there's a must attach a must that says god must heal me god must raise me up god must give me a great doctor report god must heal me lift your head up if you understand he must we're not looking to anybody but him so yeah there's something going on in some of y'all's life listen and you have ignored the must for so long you have you have so ignored it. You come come on. Can I can I be? I'm, 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 <laughs> stop and think. Some of you that's been in church for years, and all of a sudden now you're disc- you know you're just dissatisfied with church, and you got this mindset as though you can make a church better than Jesus. Like we got to build on you. All of a sudden you became the rock. I don't think I love me some harpo, but I'll kill him dead if he keep on acting a fool how come the black people were the only one that laughed at that I was wondering it's a trip man stop and think stop and think for a moment watch because God is going to bring everything to the forefront things you're going to need to change things you're going to operate in but not without the change who wants to sit in church and be the same way 25 years later and then no here's the one and I'm closing with this maybe here's the other one Here's the, here's the one. Here's the one right here. This is one right here. You get married and do less. What kind of spirit? How are you going to get married and do less in the kingdom? Go to church less. Give less. Serve less. Where's my rapper? Serve less. Pay less. No, I'm kidding. I mean, stop and think about it. You're supposed to be strength to each other. But now all of a sudden, well, I can't leave my house. I just bought my house and, you know, I just need to be at home. I've just been going through some things. I just need to be away from people. What are you talking about? I just need to be, I don't need to be around people. You know, I'm just going through I'm just going through stuff. I'm just, I'm just really just, I'm really going through some things and I just need to be alone and just, you know, let, (laughs) I I just, I must be alone. That's a must lie. You must find strength amongst other believers You must be transparent with each other You must stand there and say I need you to pray for me. I'm not doing very well Nobody's asking you to walk around with an S on your chest and a cape on your back. We don't need no superheroes We need a humility to which we depend totally upon God because we must depend upon him. It's not by power Nor is it by might, but it's by my spirit So, yes, they had to. It was a necessity that this man suffered through the stuff he suffered through. Crazy stuff. People wouldn't even really appreciate it. Judge him. But they have no idea the must that was tied to him. And you know when it was tied to him? From birth. In the womb. Got tied a must like he did with John the Baptist. Whoever thought John the Baptist, the voice crying in the wilderness, his head would be chopped down. And you know what's so funny? Jesus never even visited him in prison.
0: Right.
1: That's right. Let me give you another must. I didn't say musk. I said must. Last one. Last one. If you hand up and say hallelujah. hallelujah. If you hand up and say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say it again. Hallelujah. hallelujah. There is an amazing anointing on this church. To get things done and there must be unity there must be an assessment. and you all are operating in the power of that must and let me tell you something you're unstoppable Amen. you should have said something i mean it's your church i mean, I mean i'm just I mean, i'm just saying it's your church you go here i mean i i visit once a year but you i mean it's your church I mean, you ought to be saying something about right now like god thank you for victory and Thank you for your anointing. I mean, a hand should go up or something. Maybe a wink of the eye or something. I mean, kick your leg out or something. Hello. This is the moment in history for this work. There are those that are weak in the faith. They're somewhat fragmented when it comes to understanding solid, sound doctrine. They're fragmented and their feelings are hurt and they can set in disapproval and they don't understand for them to get to the next level. They must learn the ministry of reconciliation. You can't operate in who he is without that ministry. Grab somebody by the hand real quickly. We're going to pray. There's an anointing on you. and God has attached a must to you. I must be a better man. I've got to be. How can God get glory out of me if I'm not? I must be a better husband. I must. It's not an option. I must be a better father. I must learn how to listen to my children. My daughter is here with me. She's the youngest. She believes she is my favorite. Stand up, baby, and wave at them so they can see you. She believes it. She tells all her sisters that, too. And she's got a whole bunch of sisters. But what, what really makes it bad is that she's on this trip with me. You know, I tried to tell her not to tell somebody. And that she must keep her mouth shut. But that little bratty spirit of, her, of hers must tell everybody took pictures of the cabin the first night what kind of spirit is that should be keeping daddy safe oh no i'm here with my daddy what kind of spirit so now i go home and i must go through the stuff there's an anointing on my friend you must protect them in prayer You must give like a crazy person. Service. Prayer life. There's a must attached to you. And no one can live that out for you. You've got to be willing to live that out. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah again. So I want God to introduce you to the must. Some of you are, you have some fragmentation he wants to heal. And God is saying, you just need to go and tell him, you know, just I'm sorry. I ain't gonna tell him. I didn't do nothing in the first place. You know, it was they fault. It's not a matter of that. It's about Jesus. It's about His life. It's about His mind. It's about His heart. It's about His obedience to the Father. We must have His life. How many of you know having His life is more than just saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He resides in you. Father, in Jesus' name, you're doing something quite amazing in all of our lives, and this is last night it certainly is not the last of what you're saying or what you're doing this church will be a church with a pattern and a model for churches around the globe they will look at Pastor Bracken and say if God did that exactly the way he did with Pastor Mike if God did that for him he can do it for me and they must believe so anyone that ever comes to you, you said, they have to, they must. It's, necessity. it's a necessity. There's no way to please you without the faith. So you're not just trying to rest them amount of stuff and trouble. You want them to know you, which demands that we must believe. So in Jesus' name, release the faith. Cause people here to rest in you to such an extent that they're no longer afraid of what they must be what they must do, what they must pray, what they must give, how they must serve. They're completely relying upon your presence. In Jesus' name, I want you to do something, please. If you've been wrestling with that must, like your ex, I must forgive him. I don't want, no, yeah, that too. Children that have not talked to you in a long time, you won't even call them. And God has said, you must call them. I want to heal that place. And you're saying, no, I'm not. I ain't calling them. Children. I ain't do nothing for them. I'm they, mama. They got out. And God said, no, you must listen to me. I have direction. I have counsel for you. You must hear me out. How many of you know that's why he saved you? Put your hand up if you know that. But if you've been, if you've actually been really dealing with the must, God, like, how am I going to do this? I want you to be honest. Take your hand and lift it up high. Say, man, I need God to do something in these areas because I need to completely surrender to him. Hold it up high. I mean, like you're under us. Hold it up high. Some of you are doing that pretty good. Hold it up. Then the next thing I want you to do is get up on your feet. All over the house. There's an anointing on you. Say it with me. There's an anointing on me. Shout it out. There's an anointing on me. Some of us, we must give up habits. The voice of those habits has been lying to you for a long time. There's things you need to just do. Just, God, look, I just surrender to you. You ready to do it? Testing one, two. You ready to do it? He's with you, man. Why would he give you a must and then leave you? like God delivered that man he had to die to do it but he, he delivered him he became a very dear friend of ours he laughed about that all the way till he died he said I can't believe God killed me so I can love a black man <laughs> so funny and, and it, 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 that's what he says I didn't say that he said it. God killed me in church so I can love a black man I fell dead in church and he says, I love you to death. Please don't. There are things that God is going to do right here and right now. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? I know you're tired. And I don't want to hold you. I know you're tired. but I don't want nobody to leave. I want you to prepare yourself right now. Are you ready for it? Are you ready to shake things off? This squeezing, the must, I love God. The must, I worship. I want you to get here now quickly. Do it quick. Come now. throw those hands up come on as you're coming ushers help us Make room. drummer at. Come on.
2: Lord, I surrender all Hallelujah. I
1: surrender all of me. Now I want you to listen very close to me. There's an anointing on you to be healed tonight. I feel I'm very strong. Some of you have been afraid of that Mustang. You, know, you just almost feel like it's invading your space something private you're holding from god jesus laid his life down let me say it again to you he laid his life he died a criminal's death to deliver us he laid his life said he laid his life down say it again he laid his life say it again he laid for us it's a trip right so when we say that we have to give something up, is it, seriously, what? What are you giving up that's so important? I mean, what? What? I mean, what, Why is it so valuable to us to hold on to stuff that's sabotaging our must? Why is it so important to have any attitude that's not like Him and then almost brag about it? I told her. I told her the way. I, what does that mean? Who, who wins that way? And I went and talked to Pastor Br- and Bracken and I told him, the what, what does that mean? Because there's an order, there's a biblical order that we must align on. When I come here, I don't come in here waving my scepter. I'm up under the scepter of this house. I have to respect the scepter of this house. You Understand? So I don't come in because I'm just some kind of a bishop. Well, hey, now, wait a minute. That don't mean anything to God. There's a unique order and a u- unique expression that every person should respect in this house. And so what God releases in this house, there's a must that we begin to just say, okay, God, thank you. This is the place that you call me. Like some of you right now, you're in and out. Stop. You must get solid. Anchor down. Pull it together. Your families won't survive another year. You will not survive another year with your wife or your spouse playing games with your must. There is a counsel you need you must have it there's an example some of us don't know what it's like to have a father i listen I, i've i seen my father three or four times in my lifetime i have no idea if he walked in right now i wouldn't know who he is as a matter of fact i heard that he passed shut me completely off i was only a few years old At the time that i remember being with my dad my biological father we were walking across the street i was two years old when i told my mother this story it blew her mind i said mom i remember my dad i was two and we were walking across the street you all were trying to to pull it together I was two she said what are you talking about I said mom I was two years old I started expressing it to her she said that's impossible how would you know that I said yes and told her the street she just totally freaked out started weeping she said how would you know that I said I don't know but I know he didn't come rescue me never been to a baseball game I don't know what it's like to be rocked in his arms to go to sleep I have no memory of him ever whispering in my ear like I do with my children. I don't have a memory of him kissing me on the forehead the way I do my babies. I don't. But it does not deplete my purpose. Parents are the vehicles to get you here. Now there's some things you must do now that you are here. And one of those things that you must do is begin to say, God, look, I don't know exactly how this works but I absolutely must let you have my life. I'm sick of the pain, tired of the excuses. You have to own your pain. Say it with me. You have to own your pain. Because when you own it, you can do something with it. As long as you deny it, you can't do much with it. But when you own it, you can say, wait a minute, I'm giving this to Jesus because I must be free. Lift your hand up and say hallelujah. hallelujah. Shout it again hallelujah pray right now we're not even going to listen we're not even going to play when we pray this stuff is going to break off of you the pain layers of it is coming off of you it's the end of this stuff and madness that you've been suffering through many of you god is going to bring very great deliverance tonight lift your hand up if you believe he's going to do it but you must apply your faith and if you are having problems with believing you to tap somebody say you know i've been through so much I, i just need somebody to believe with me How many of y'all know God knows how to put two people together to believe? Put your hand up if you know it. So when we pray, we're not playing church. When we pray, this is serious. Are you ready? Am I boring you guys? I hope not because I sure love you. I really love you. Are you ready? Are you ready? I want that daughter to be healed. I want that daughter to be healed when it comes to the relationship with her mother. I want that son to be healed when it comes to the relationship with his father. No more excuses. You heard what Pastor um, talked about if you were here on this morning. No more excuses. This is your moment to be free. Will you say it's my moment? moment. Lift your hand up and say it's my moment moment. to be totally free. free. Are you ready? Throw your hands up all over the place. You are going to pray. You're going to open your mouth. You're going to know that God wants you free. God has got to heal relationships some of you that have not heard from your children in so long all of the stuff that's been going on God's going to crush that thing he's going to give you what you must do what you need and must operate in he's going to deliver everybody say deliver I want everybody in this place lift your voice up like a mad person verbalize your praise put thanksgiving with that yes with that prayer put praise with that prayer come on all over the house Come on. It's happening now. Right now. say, It's happening right now. It's happening right now. Come on. Press for a moment. Press. It's happening now. Now, 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 now. Now. Man be healed now. Woman be healed now. Daughter be healed now. Son be healed now. Mother be healed now. You must be healed. You must. If you're not saved, give your heart to him now. You must be born again must come on press come on pray warriors and press. press 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 I'm believing different than when I came confusion is going out of my mind I'm believing different than when I came tonight there's a peace that's going to come upon me I'm going to operate in your peace sabreba a second. Come on, come on, all over the house. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not depending on anybody the way I do God anymore. It's you and me, Jesus. Yes. Come on, open up. Open up. Discipline your mind and say, tell that mind to be still. You in the presence of God. You in the presence of God's holy people. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen right here, right now. Anything can happen. Open up. Don't let go. Uh uh-uh. No, don't you take that. Don't you take that sacrifice off, the, off of the altar before God consumes it. Lift that voice up. Keep that voice lifted. Give him your best praise. Let him know you're tired of this. We're going to win. We are going to win our state. And whatever I must do, whatever must change in me, I'm saying yes to you. It's not just about me. There are people that are waiting right now. People waiting. You have them lined up for me to witness to them. Oh, come on, come on. Break the spirit of self-pity. Break the spirit of self-pity. You're not a victim. God has given you victory through Jesus Christ. You must hear the word of the Lord. Alaska hear, Alaska, hear the word of the Lord. 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 You shall, you shall be saved. You shall be saved. Yes, they are travel from all of the world right here. Yes, come on. Release it. Don't you let, don't you let it, don't you let it down. Lift that voice up. Lift it up and press. Lift it up and press. Lift it up and press. Pastor Shannon, come help me, sweetie. Lift it up and press. Oh! Oh! Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell him I've got to have the Holy Ghost. Give me my prayer language. Open up your mouth. Give me my prayer language. Give me my prayer
2: language. you got to change me. You must change me. I'm tired of this. you got to deliver me. I can't
1: leave the way I came. God, deliver my mind. Deliver my
3: emotions. Do it now. Do it now.
1: What's your name, son? Leo, I saw you in trouble. I saw you in trouble. There's things you want to break off of you, but you've really struggled these last five, six years. It started younger, but these last five, six years have been really wild for you. When I tell you that there is a must that is attached to you, that God is going to do some stuff in your life that is going to surprise people around you that gave up on you. Lift your hand up everywhere and say, God, thank you for attaching life to his must. Here's the deal, young man. God is going to help you with all this stuff. He's going to pull you out of where you need to come out of. He's going to put you where you need to go. He's going to heal fragmentations. In your life, things you just can't do. It's hard for people to believe. Don't stress that. Stay focused. Because God is going to use you, man. This man right here has his hand on your chest. When I tell you he's a miracle, if he did it for him, trust me when I tell you, he's going to do it for you. No more from tonight on. No more torment in your mind. God's going to break the torment off your mind. Stretch your hand toward this young man. Pastor, pray for him now. Oh! Open your mouth everywhere. Open up your mouth. Oh, there's an anointing here. I felt that. There's an anointing. There's an anointing. come here where are you at look at me this is when it stops this is when the voices stop this is when the torment it breaks this is when it ends tonight sweetheart you hear me there's a must that is a tie, attached to you it's not just what you must do is what he's already done when he came it was out of a must because he loves us so much love always has a must it always has a must I must lay my life down for them I must get up from the grave I must conquer everything that i have conquered them that's love stop doubting yourself because God's going to break some things off of you now where's pastor at as well come on pastor you and pastor Shannon pray come on something's going to happen for her everybody in this place lift your hands up and, and begin to bless God right now come on all over the house Come on, come on, come on. We must give God. That's why we're here. We must bless him. Come here, young man. What's your name? What is it? The hand of God is on you. There's a heavy, heavy, heavy hand of God on you, son. Your life will never be the same from tonight on. Never this is going to mark your life forever tonight let me tell you something as though you're young i'm sure you got an amazing family It don't mean we we don't worry when we're young don't mean we don't stress god's gonna lift and break the stress off of you okay and then, listen you're gonna be able to hear god man how old are you 12 i love it i was preaching at the age of 13 i was slapping these black hands on everybody Come on Jesus. and don't fool yourself. he's really black he's just in he's, he's incognito. God is going to do something for you now. pray Spirit, Lift your hands up. come on, lift them up. Lift them up high. Of course uh, is Pastor Mike here? Both of you are, I need you to come. I want every person in this place that you've been feeling something in your mind. We're going to do it like clockwork. Everybody say clockwork. Are you ready? You ready? It's going to change for you. You hear me? It's going to change. Those of you that's been wrestling, let me address this now. For those of you that's kind of in and out, you just kind of came to hang out to see what was going on, get yourself rooted and grounded. You want change in your life, but you must root yourself. Ground yourself. Nobody's asking you to come in liking everybody. As God delivers you more and more, you're going to love everybody. Some of you didn't like me the first time you saw me. Now look at you. Love me now. Come on, Jesus. I love you. But I feel a breakthrough. I just feel a breakthrough. Oh, I feel a breakthrough in this house. I want those of you that you've been struggling in your mind, I want you to take your hand and lift it up high as you can. Lift it high as you can. And I want you to look at me. There's a reason why that he had to get a PhD. There's a reason why he had to go through the schooling. There's a reason why he had to suffer in human schooling more than he did when it came to the books. Because the experiences that he suffered through gave him the capacity to have this amazing compassion. He knows what it's like to almost lose it. He knows what it's like to live separate from the must that God had on them until he said yes so when they pray I want you to get yourself ready this stuff is falling off of you everybody says it's gonna fall off Shout it out it's gonna fall off pray pastor Craig.
2: right now we command ADHD we command bipolar we command mind racing we command any spirit of schizophrenia any voices from beyond that are not you and the Holy Ghost rooted and grounded in Christ and in your immutable and infallible immovable word in the name of Jesus we come against every affliction in the brain every affliction and chemical imbalance we command you now to release your hold we break it now off each of these people we break that now we break off irregular sleep patterns we break off the lies of the enemy we break off every generational curse we break it off and say today is the day you will not have me. You will not have my kids. You will not have my kids' kids. You are broken now by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the Lord. But my testimony this evening tonight. I give you no ground. You are not welcome. I show you no quarter. Through the risen Christ, the cross of Calvary, you have been defeated. You are under my feet. From this night on, my thinking will be clear, my mind will be free, and I will rejoice in your freedom, I will rejoice in your deliverance, I will rejoice that I will hear one voice, and it will be yours. never heard your voice speak to us what kind of dad would you be to not talk to your kids and if we have never felt your presence we have never heard your voice tonight holy spirit i pray that you would just drop a love ball of heaven into each of these hearts have felt distant or felt orphaned or felt abandoned or felt rejected or felt any of the things that your son felt as bishop Hooks spoke of that rejection you felt it first and you took that shame from me so I could enjoy your life
1: Shannon, where are you? There's an anointing. I want every woman that has been molested, raped, all of that pain, all of that stuff you've suffered through. I know this has taken a little while. We're going to leave in a few minutes. God wants to dress. Even some of you young men that's been molested. It's so vivid. The pictures are so great. You feel so beneath. Listen to me. You must bring it to him. Lay it at his feet. He's waiting on you. Can you imagine? I must go through Samaria. Seriously. And then His disciples see Him talking to this woman? You know that was a trip. Because they went to go get some McDonald's or something for Him. Right? God loves you. He will never, ever pass you by. He's not looking for somebody better than you. He loves you. So we're going to pray for people that have been sexually sexually insult assaulted sexually violated because where you're going there's got to be a healing virtue that flows through you when they come in this house they're coming in looking different they're coming in looking they're not gonna look y'all gonna look church anyway so whatever i'm so glad about that they're coming in from every direction and there's an anointing on you everybody say there's an anointing on kc open your mouth and say there's an anointing on kc one more time we're going to pray god's going to bring healing some really intense healing right now you hear me i don't want you to judge people but some of them are going to begin to scream out and cry out they're going to let go of that pain it's going to come with a welling. they've been grieving over this for years you hear me do you hear me let that stuff go tonight everybody say tonight when you come to church on Wednesday, you're not just going to dance in this church like Pastor Robert talked about. You're taking that praise home and dancing at home. Say hallelujah. Pray.
0: Come on. Just lift your hands right now. The Spirit of God is already in this place. There is breakthrough in this house, and now it is your choice to receive it right at this moment god we come before you lord god crying out god we thank you lord god that nothing in our life has gone unseen or unnoticed that you are a god that
3: wants to bring healing you're a god that wants to bring change and you're a god that wants to bring transformation so right now god we call the fire from heaven down god to consume the things that the enemy meant for evil to consume every evil Everything that came to kill, to steal and destroy. God, and I speak life, and I speak life more abundantly. God, and I thank you that there is freedom in this house. Come on, begin to shout right now. Begin to say, I am free.
1: I said, we're going to give some crazy praise. I said, we're going to give some crazy praise. up those black and white and brown hands up right now. Lift them up. Lift, lift those hands. or something. house why y'all loud what's going on up in this house were y'all saying something over here but here is where it begins you must believe in the vision when it seems ridiculous you must believe when it seems like you're being stretched you must believe. When he calls for your service after you've exhausted yourself, you must believe. If you hear here for hours after hours, you're going, oh my goodness, I'm out of it. Listen, you must believe because God is doing something beyond anything we have ever thought. I'm telling you, this is so beyond what our eyes can see right now. I prayed this week. I said, God, I know you have something financially that there's a shift. You've blessed this house to be one of the most incredible givers. These people are anointed. You're anointed. Tap somebody tell them you're anointed. Do your hair like that. You know how to do it. Say, you're anointed. You know. I've got, I've got some must people with me tonight. have some must people with me tonight. We must tonight give like crazy. Must. It's not optional. We must do something a little out there. You say, well, why? The woman that gave this prophet her little pancakes, the Bible said God had commanded her to give it when you look the word up it's quite interesting because you know how we are delight yourself in the Lord to give you the desires of your heart the problem is the word delight doesn't mean you delight and give what you want it means be pliable you be pliable delight yourself in the Lord He gives you the desires of your heart so when we're pliable God fulfills desires because in that being pliable if there's something wrong He can correct it say hallelujah So girlfriend had her testimony. She gave her testimony to the prophet. Yeah, we're going to eat and die. She had no idea what was in her hand was going to save her family. The prophet just said, listen, you do whatever you want to do, but make my cake first. If you want to die, die. It's up to you, homegirl. But at the end of the day, make my cake. When this woman did what her natural reasoning, she loves her son. She loves her son just the way you and I do. When something began to move, listen, there was a must attached to her. She didn't even know why. She just had to do it. I must do this. There is a thing going on tonight right now in the Holy Ghost where God is going to deal with you about the must in your giving. Not, it's not going to be a request. Hey, would you mind giving? No, 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 listen close. When you follow him, all of the request is over with. Now he brings you into a ministry of must, and in that ministry of must, there are magnificence that you will never find anywhere else. Let me tell y'all something. I had a young lady in our church. This is God's truth. You can call her if you want to. Whatever. Her name is Bree. She was sitting in the, in the congregation. She had saved her money up to get a card. She saved her money up to get a car. She only had thousand dollars, and the Lord dealt with her that she must give it. She just must. It wasn't an option. I must do it and she came up weeping weeping and brought her thousand dollars and gave it, it as a trip right the next day she goes to work her boss calls her in and says and she was going to get a car said I want to buy you a car I said go pick it out and I'll give it to you there are things that a must will do for you that nothing else will do your reasoning will jack you up <laughs> lift your hands up if you heard what I said to you and some of you, some of you are in a must position. To you, you have little. To you, it's like, oh, my God. And God has said, no, 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 no. I gave you exactly what you need, so you must respond. I was with a guy one time, and I, I you know, it was really strange because sometimes you hear these preachers, and it's always, send money to me. you're saying, dude, I'm so sick of hearing this. My gosh. God spoke to me. Loud and I'm going dude, how come we don't ever hear these preachers online? And Am I on TV right now? Am I online right now? Am I on? All right. Why don't y'all ever feel an anointing to tell the folks to go to their local ministry and give to their local ministry? Your ministry is no more important than theirs. Let me do the James Brown. I feel good. Yeah. What's the problem? What's the problem? The problem is you can get so intoxicated with meeting needs listen you forget the ministry of must you manipulate and pull on the people you don't introduce them to the moment of the must where their families are literally depending on what we must do I've watched it too much I was 16 years old 15 years old and this guy came up and gave me 6 acres of land 16 15 came up and gave it to me and there was this woman who was living in her car living in her car and he said listen the Lord told me to give you this land I said I didn't know anything about it I said okay all right, I'll take it so he got us lawyer and everybody talked to my mom they're gonna put this land in my property I'm 15 years old serious and I had given a thousand dollar offering and then this guy comes up to me just a few days afterwards I mean it cost me everything to get that thousand dollar I had preached saved my money up but I gave it and he said the Lord told me to give you this acreage I said well praise God did I notice coming into church I saw this lady and she was there every service because we had church every night every night no 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 every night this little rackety station wagon her kids I saw the, the, um, the, the blankets and pillows and I'm going like strange so I went up to her I knocked on the window and I said why are you why, why do you have all your stuff in your car she goes well we don't have a place to stay I said really I said I got something for you she goes what I said can you meet me here tomorrow so I talked to the gentleman and we met he me in his car, she she with her the thing would had so much smoking, and I don't know how she got where she she's going. She followed us to the property, and I got out of the car. And you know, I'm young, and you know, I said, It's yours. <laughs> you can have it. She looked around, no house, anything. She looked around and goes, Huh? Said, All of this acreage is yours, you can have it. You can have it, it's mine, but I'm giving it to you right now. She said, What do you mean? I said. It was mine, and I talked to the guy. I said, Remember, his name is Jerry. I said, Jerry, tell her that it's hers now. And he said, Well, you can do what you want to do with it. He says, It's yours. So it's yours. They went down, of course, and did all the legal work and all that kind of stuff. So now she's got land without a house. And it's strange how God works things out. A few months later, she decided, I said to her, I said, Just take a few of the acres and put it up for sale so you can build your house. She goes, Uh, yeah what she did a month after that she sold two acres she still owned four acres this is back when the house didn't cost no five hundred thousand dollars for a three-bedroom and a one-bath do you know that they built this house for her at least they started it her relatives that didn't even like her begin to help her people begin to give to her all of her children graduated out of that house She lived lived in that house until she died. Now her children have that property. There's something about when you feel by the Holy Spirit that must factor. You immediately detach yourself and you say, God, I must. Some of you, there's an anointing on you to must give. Very important to understand. This is that moment. I've asked God, God in this meeting. I never want Pastor Bracken to ever, ever, ever have a conference like this where people are giving and doing everything that he can and he has this thought in his mind of what he wants to do with finances. I never ever want this church to lack nothing. Not that you have. But in every single progress in advancement. How many of you know this week was an advancement? Lift your hand up if you know that. And I'm telling you, there's an anointing. Here's what I ask God. I said God it's two thousand it's two thousand sixteen. I said God we need people to stand with us. To believe God with us. And some of you, I'm going to pray right now. Some of you all are going to operate. Some of you will give $2,016. Some of you will give $216. Listen close to me. I know it sounds crazy, but this is the year that God is going to open up the floodgates financially for us. We only have a few years for this, I'm telling you now. Well, what's going on in the White House? What they're thinking about the church and the body of Christ around the world? But you'll know God is really setting us up. He's giving us a platform. Lift your hand up and say, God, thank you for it. You understand something? Some of you, you're going to declare along with me this year. My daughter and I are going to give $200 and $216. We're going to absolutely pour in. I'm asking God. I see things that walk around the church, and there's some things and I know, I know that we have at home, and I want you to have it. I want you to have it. I want you to have it. There's that must factor. I want it to be in your hands. You are one of the most incredible people I've ever met in my life. I'm so glad to meet y'all. Hey, if you don't know it. Your black brother, and ain't nothing you can do about it. Hello. Hello, back. So, I want you to stand where you are for a moment so we can pray. Because I've asked God, God, give us 75 people, give us 50, 75, 100 people that will stand with us, that will believe God with us. I want, I want Dr. Morocco, I want Casey all over the world. I want the blessings of God upon you all. I'm telling you, I've been believing God for this this entire last year. I've been praying for a three hundred million dollar miracle for you all. Three hundred million. Amen. What's wrong? You don't have that kind of faith? How many of you know if God can give you a dollar, He can give you three hundred million? pray tonight and I do mean pray you're going to feel the Holy Spirit come up on some of you you're going to join with my daughter and I you're going to join my wife of course she loves you all She haven't, you haven't met her but she loves your pastors we're going to give because we believe in you there's this must some of you are going to give more than that some of you are going to pull it together you're going to give God something you your hand up right now there's an anointing of must in our giving we're not, listen we're not going to settle how many, how many of you know we're not settling just for anything if you have father in Jesus name in jesus name open your voice open up your mouth and, and let your voice be heard in jesus name i pray the holy spirit of god would come up on this people they came needing a prophetic word they must they needed it. it was necessary for them to have a word it is necessary for us it is a must for us to always insulate the things of God with finances, so we can do more and more and more and more and more. Say it with me more and more and more. So in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Say it with me in Jesus' name. Say it again with me in Jesus' name. It will be done. Look at me and listen close to me. Listen very close to me. There's an anointing on you. There's a heavy anointing on you. You must not miss this moment. You must say to God, whatever you ask of me, it doesn't even matter to me. I must obey. I must be sensitive. It's amazing. Some people, they believe in God for everything. Lord, speak to me, Jesus. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to God. Say, give a $1,000. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. That's the devil. How many of you know the devil's a liar? We are people that must have the guidance of God. Lift your hands up all over the place strange as it sounds i believe in god even for one person to give twenty thousand i want the craziest offering tonight for this work and for this church you ready give them a shout right now all over the house give them a shout give them a shout if you are married look at your wife or your husband now if you're married and say baby this is that must moment. If you're single, take out the mirror and say, hello. And don't stop putting makeup on. Just look, like, hello. Know it's a must moment. Return back to your seat. Uh, ushers are going to come in just a few moments. Worship while you're on your way back to your seat. Worship hallelujah, hallelujah. Are y'all ready? Here's what I'm going to ask for you to do. If you're going to be one of the ones like my daughter and I to do what we're doing, I want you to prepare yourself, okay? prepare yourself. This is going to be amazing. It's going to be explosive. Everybody say explosive. But you've got to give it in praise. Everybody say praise. The Bible said a man's gift will make room for him. It has nothing to do with his gifting or skill. In the Hebrew, it is literally his talent. Not not his talent, but what he presents. In other words, it is his offering. There's some stuff that's going to happen. Ooh, I feel God. I feel the Lord. I feel the Lord up in here. I feel the Lord. Everybody say hallelujah. If that's you, put your hand up. We're looking for God to give us at least 50 people to do exactly this. I want you to do it. I want you to do it. To do it with great faith, great joy. Put that hand up. Put it up high. If you're going to do more, go ahead and put that down. Those of you that can't do it, get your very best and take this moment. Let God speak and move upon your heart. He wants to move upon your heart. Alaska, y'all getting ready to see something you ain't never seen in your life say hallelujah Hallelujah. yes it's going to be very powerful the ushers thank you ushers the staff here let me say thank you to all the the entire staff we love you you're an incredible staff appreciate all of the hospitality i love to see people smile when you come to church some people look so mean you want to run just you all have been so kind y'all ready are you ready are you ready I want y'all to stand up real quickly if you have it. If you're writing it, go ahead and take the time out and write it. Those of you that have it in your hand, I want you to stand and prepare. This is one night that was, yeah. Buckets, we're gonna put the buckets up front. Come on. I'm glad you only got no ugly ushers. Thank you, Jesus. Got some handsome young men. Come on, he said, you got it. Whatever. Yes, if you. You can, you can give by text as well if they put that up on the screen you can give by text everybody say if there's a must living in me there he is there's a real strong anointing for giving tonight there's a strong anointing y'all ready? how many are ready? how many are ready with joy? snap that devil tonight operate in the must that God gave to you you ready? stand on your feet I know some of you put the wrong number on yours. I tell you this by the word of the Lord. Some of you put the wrong number on yours. What you're feeling, you don't walk contrary to that. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you. He wants to set you up. You hear me? Don't mess up tonight. Be thankful that he's stretching you but don't mess up tonight. You hear me? Father, we thank you now for your anointing that's on us. Thank you for the conviction. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the power. We give in a great faith and with great joy. KC is blessed around the world. We give you the praise for what you're doing here and what you're doing around the world. Everything that is needed will happen. Thank you for raising men and women up with great intensity tense faith in finances in Jesus name. everybody say hallelujah. Shout as you bring your gift to the Lord. Shout too. Come on, like an army. like an army.
0: Come and just pick this up, and we're just going to thank God one more time right here. Just stack it. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Here you go. Here, you'll bring this right here. I want my pastors to come. I want the team to come. Come on, let's just thank God. This is sacrificial. This is a beautiful offering out of the Lord. Let's just thank Him right now. Come on. Lay your hands on this thing. Pastor Karen, come. Mike Sisson, come on up here. Pastor Alex, make your way. Okay. Mr. Trent. Come on, let's just thank God. Thank you. Thank you that you placed us at this time no way we can repay you, Lord, if we stand in awe that you would use the likes of us to release resources, even for the vision. Casey, I thank you for our new building. I thank you, Lord, for this building. I thank you for all that you're doing, and as we build your house, I know that you will build ours, and together, Lord, we'll see a mighty, mighty harvest, even unto the nation. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations. God, we ask you for nations. Bless this fragrant offering. The gift and the giver in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for God. What a powerful weekend we have had. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus one more time. On. Let's just thank Him Lord. Thank you for what you've done, for the word of the Lord. Thank you for 2016, 11th Annual Prophetic Conference. Oh God, bless your people as they go, as they stay. Lift up your countenance towards us, Lord. Be gracious to us. Keep us and give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night at 7
3: o'clock.